0: You're listening to the Boogeyman's Closet podcast. Explicit language and spoilers ahead. You've been warned. And we are back for yet another episode of The Boogeyman's Closet. As always, I am Mike Alvarez.
1: Maurice Kilver.
0: Susie Hunt. We are starting our new month. We have escaped from the hated month (laughs) from February. (laughs) We are moving on to werewolf movies with episode 133, The Howling, from 1981. It's an hour and 31 minutes, directed by Joe Dante, who we've already... uh, Seen a little bit from uh he was he did some of the Twilight Zone uh the movie. It was uh the segment It's a Good Life. He also did Gremlins 2, which we covered on here. But some other ones that we Oh and Gremlins. God, I forgot we covered the original Gremlins as well. Uh some other ones I would love to get on here are the Burbs and uh the Matinee. Those those are some good ones he did as well. But
1: uh let's go around the table,
0: see what everyone feels about this uh 80s werewolf classic. Maurice, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts?
1: Uh, I enjoy the movie for what it is. Um, it's that early 80s, you know, animatronics and all that fun stuff. Uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: The movie itself is pretty good. Uh, my only issue was really, I mean, well, the way the slow pace of the person changed into the werewolf, but I mean, it was good for its time. It, it just seemed like it took forever.
0: Yeah, I got a note about uh, that. <laughs>
1: But, I mean, you know, it's also no CGI and all that fun stuff. So, I mean, there's a lot of work put into it. Oh, yeah. So I give them credit for that. Um, overall, there's a lot of good actors in it. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought the acting was pretty good. Um, it wasn't It wasn't too cheesy. It, it, it was made from a lot of cheese, but it wasn't too bad. <laughs> they, they definitely use a lot, of, you know, some cheese.
0: But, yeah, what'd you think but, about that? Yeah. That sweet daytime soap opera uh, soundtrack of this movie. Has? Oh yeah,
1: I, I was gonna say I love the music. Uh, <laughs> not really, but I, why were they playing vampire music or Dracula music for a werewolf? <laughs> exactly. But like, you only hear that organ in vamp or you know vampire movies. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is weird, but um yes it kind of you know the whole the movie actually gave me like a scooby-doo vibe the way they were going around going to the libraries and trying to get information the music that was playing (laughs) while they were getting that information (laughs) yep so it kind of gave me a scooby-doo vibe so yeah overall i enjoy the movie
0: yeah it's 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 a fun now what what do you think of the sequels have you seen the sequels
1: uh, not in a very long time. I know there's, what, five of them?
0: I think there's five.
1: Yeah, I think there's... Oh, uh, no, maybe there is six. I, there might even be a Howling six. I think I most recently watched part... I had to have watched part two because uh, when I was looking at it on Amazon, it said watch again, so... yeah, I must have watched it and... Yeah, maybe I was <laughs> playing it didn't games make on impression. my phone. <laughs> I don't know. I might just put it on because I saw it. You know, around right. Halloween time. But I might have been on my phone the whole time too.
0: They're they're fun, but man, are they, they cheesy. One of these days we'll get to some of the sequels. Yeah. <laughs> but uh Susie, we'll toss it over to you. What are your thoughts on this movie?
2: I'm gonna preface this month by saying that werewolf movies are kinda low on my list of like preferred horror viewing. Okay. With that said, I mean, I love D. Wallace. It was really strange. I don't know. I just, she shouldn't be trying to have sex with anybody.
0: <laughs> Even though that was her husband.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like she should not be trying to have sex ever. Um, I was super creeped out by the beginning. I haven't seen this movie in years and years. Um, I mean, you got the good value Tom Adkins as her husband in the movie. <laughs> Tom Adkins mustache is way better than, uh than bills um you got a horny gypsy you got a creepy fur hippie you got disappearing bodies i mean and then at the very end the cat the dog's out of the crate (laughs) yep minimal titties but there is 80s bush i mean it's it oh yeah I like it for what it is. It's real schlocky. I can appreciate the special effects, the practical special effects. Definitely agree. The transformation just was never ending. I feel like, because I watch a lot of um, what culture horror on YouTube. Yeah. I feel like they've done a countdown that included this is one of the longest, most painful transformation scenes in a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like painful to watch. Oh, um, absolutely. And I mean, you got a hoe down on the beach. What is there not to like?
0: <laughs> See, now this is one of those films that uh, I've never quite understood the the love and admiration for. Um, I'm I am a fan of werewolf movies, but like the ones I always think of are stuff like American Werewolf in London. That's that's really high up there on my list. Um, Dog Soldiers, if if that was available streaming, I would have put it on this list in a heartbeat because I friggin love that movie. Uh, Ginger Snaps, um, you know, stuff like Metal Beast, like really weird werewolf movies. I do like those, but The Howling always felt like a soap opera to me. It always had that daytime soap opera feel just with tits and murder. Um, but <laughs> I've never understood why people love it so much. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just not high on my list uh, of werewolf films. There is a lot to like. Like you both said, the actors are good. You know, I love D. Wallace. Um, and I mean, the effects are cool. I do like the way the werewolves look when they're transformed. But getting there is just such a slog. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like I remember uh, now, Susie, you didn't see this with us uh, when we went to go see it Thursday Night Terrors, right? No. Okay, yeah, I I thought it was just Maurice, but I thought maybe somebody else was with us. But I remember the audience at the start of the transformation, like it was quiet. And then like about 30 seconds into the transformation, there was a lot of nervous giggling. (laughs) Like, People were just like, is is it really still going on? And by the end of it, everyone was just cackling. So it's while it is impressive effects, it's just a little too indulgent. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I would put this. This is probably my lowest pick of the films we're going to cover this month. Everything else is is much higher on my list uh, of horror films. But uh, we'll get into the cast. We already said uh, uh, Dee Wallace is in it. She plays Karen White. We would know her from E. T. and Cujo. Um, no the re- no relation.
1: No relation to Karen Black.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um stepford wives uh she was murder she wrote of course lords of salem supernatural and uh that critters attack that last critters movie um then we have dr george wagger wagner uh played by patrick mckean we know him from alfred hitchcock presents the twilight zone night gallery dial m for murder the one i know him from is wax work which i would love to get on here um he's also in this is spinal tap and ray bradbury theater Then we have chris played by dennis dugan Uh, He was in *Death Race*, uh, *Mash*, *Full House*, *Parenthood*, *Problem Child*, *Big Daddy*, *Saving Silverman*, and the *Grown Ups* films. Then we have Bill Neal, played by Christopher Stone. He was in *Logan's Run*, *Wonder Woman*, *The Bionic Woman*, *Chips*, *Cujo*, and *Murder She Wrote*. Uh, Then Terry Fisher, played by Belinda Belask, can't say that Belinda Belaski. Uh, She was in *Piranha*, *Gremlins* one and two, *Matinee*, and *Nightmare Cinema*. Then Marsha, the uh, the the naked gypsy, as we said earlier, (laughs) was Elizabeth Brooks. She was in Kolchak, the Night Stalker, Six Million Dollar Man, Starsky and Hutch and Jake and the Fat Man. She died really young. Yeah, she did. Yeah, I didn't read about what happened to her, but yeah, she she passed away early.
2: She died after a three year struggle with cancer at 46. That's sad. That's one of
0: the things about doing the the uh, the cast list on the show is we always find out all these people who passed away or died in some horrible, horrible way when they were young.
2: Yeah, not not tricky, Dick, though. He was 90. (laughs) Exactly. That was like a high point of the movie for me.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, anytime Dick Miller shows up like I didn't even write down his credits. I just uh, put it here. Also in the flick, we get Dick Miller again. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) But uh, we have uh, Eddie played by Robert Picardo. This guy, this is the guy that is just one of those, like, working actors. He's like Danny Trejo. The guy is just in everything. Um, he played Meg Mucklebones in Legend. Like, he was the guy in the suit. Huh. Um, but he was in 976 Evil, The Burbs, Total Recall, Gremlins 2, uh, Tales from the Crypt till Death Do Us Part, a bunch of the Star Trek stuff, like uh, Deep Space Nine, First Contact, Voyager. Uh, he was in Supernatural, Masters of Horror, Homecoming. Like, the list goes on and on and on. Plus, he does a shitload of voice acting. So, he's in a lot of your favorite video games and cartoons. Like, he's just a working guy. But then we have. Yeah, seriously. That's, you know, I feel like if I were an actor, that would be the kind of actor I'd be in. I'd be like, wait, what? I I get to do what in a movie now? You're going to shoot me in the head? Okay, fine, do it. (laughs) Like, you just need me to come on and say what? Okay, yeah, I'll do it. (laughs) But uh, then we have TC, played by Don McLeod. He was in uh, The Man with Two Brains, Trading Places, Hook and Coneheads. But we, there's a few others like Slim Pickens is in it. Um, <laughs> you guys remember him from the uh, Dr. Strangelove. He's the, the cowboy that rode the bomb. Yep. So a couple a couple other you know, big actors in here, but they played minor roles. So for anyone who's listening to this and has gotten to this point and has not seen the movie, it's uh, after a bizarre and near deadly encounter with a serial killer. A television newswoman is sent to a remote mountain resort whose residents may not be what they seem. Dun, 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 (laughs) dun.
2: I got some shit to say about the setup to the colony, too. Oh, yeah. Why the fuck are they sending a newswoman? (laughs) Right.
0: (sighs) They're not too bright. No, they're not. Bunch of dumb fucks. They're... You know, now that now that you bring that up, there might be a reason for it. Well, we'll have to we'll have to get there. We'll have to discuss once we get to the toward the end. Okay. but uh, yeah, we open with a a, a dramatic title card with like the letters being scratched into the screen. (laughs) this like very tinny howl. And then the screen shatters. So I thought that was funny. But we open with a TV show where we meet Dr. George Wagner talking about his new book and all about the primal animal magnetism of man and questioning if civilization has made man lose something along the way. We cut to the crew behind the scenes talking about one of their anchors, Karen White, who is working with the cops on a sting operation to take down a man known only as Eddie, who they believe is responsible for several murders. Now this whole opening, we get a lot of information in quick succession. So we find out, uh, we meet Bill, uh, Karen's husband, We meet uh Terry and Chris. They're like other reporters that are working with Karen. And we see like the seedy red light district of the town where Karen's walking around. And And um, she gets
2: propositioned. She asks (laughs) she asks a guy for direct she goes, are you she goes, Eddie? He goes, No, I'm John.
1: (laughs) How much?
2: How much for a half and half? (laughs) Dude, (laughs) what the fuck?
1: (laughs) <laughs> but
0: we find out that she's wearing a wire and they're all they're all listening in to her like she's transmitting as she's talking. So she's following these smiley face stickers like she goes to this phone booth and there's a smiley face sticker on the phone and she waits for Eddie to call and he tells her where to meet him. So now she leaves the phone booth and uh, like the, they end up losing. I, I want to say it, it was I think it was when she was in the phone booth. They lost. Yeah. the Yeah. Fee-
2: and the yes. one guy's like, oh, it's the neon. It messes up the signal. <laughs> neon inside the phone booth? Like it only messed up really bad when she was in the phone booth. Right. They they heard her, they heard her get asked about, you know, the going rate for a half and half. <laughs> yeah. But that's ta- neon. I thought they were talking about coffee. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, depending on what kind of half and half he's looking for, it might end with some coffee like <laughs> stuff. Oh, no,
0: that's a that's not the right time to kind of cream. No, no, no.
1: Bukaki, Or, or what about what about Luke Cage when they go for coffee? And she <laughs> she wants it black. Oh, indeed. <laughs> that was that was that was so funny. That part of, of Luke Cage. Uh, you've seen Luke Cage, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. they were always really talking about cool. coffee. That was their way of flirting. That was that was funny. Yep, I like I like mine black.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, so the cops lose, uh, they, they lose the feed, and Karen heads off to where Eddie told her to meet him, which is in some seedy porn store.
2: Talk of so the town. You're basically.
0: <laughs> but I love when she walks in, how there's the, the one guy in, like, the Canadian tuxedo looking at a porn, and <laughs> as soon as she walks in, he's like, well, oh, I'm out of here, and he just takes off. <laughs> <laughs> that cracked me up. So she goes in the back where the buddy booths are and sees another smiley face sticker. And so she goes in, you know, sits down in this pitch black room. And I was like, I really she laid down a tissue first.
2: No, you know, she didn't. <laughs> I know. She just she stuck to that bench. I wouldn't have <laughs> even sat down. <laughs> I might I wear don't... a hazmat suit.
0: Right. Oh, poor jizz moppers that had to clean that place.
2: Mm. Um <laughs> Jizmoppers are people, too. We know there someone you. who used to be
1: one. Yep. <laughs> hey, hey. I told you guys that in confidence. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, now, here, I have a question here, because Eddie pops up behind her and, like, pops a coin in the slot to start the porn. Where the fuck was Eddie hiding? <laughs> like, she walks in, looks around, and okay. sits down, and then he's like, ha-ha, I'm here. Well,
2: I'm sure yeah, that those... The- booths are maybe big enough for two people and if it was kind of pitch black maybe she didn't see him and he had his eyes closed
0: (laughs) and he had his eyes closed i like that
2: yeah
0: (laughs) oh shit so yeah she goes to turn around to look at him and he's like no 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 you can't look at me and now the porn they're watching it's disturbing it's 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 like it's rape yeah it's rape porn um now i was Happy to find out that that was filmed specifically for the movie, so that's not a real thing, like that wasn't a real porn.
2: Good,
0: it was they had you know uh, basically an extra who was willing to take off her clothes and be tied up, so they were like, All right, they filmed just that little shot, which is why they kept just using that one little shot over and over again. But I was like, All right, well, at least it wasn't some real creepy porn that's out there. I'm sure you know, Rule 34, I know it's out there, I just I'm glad they weren't showing it to us, so uh, but yeah, anyway, (laughs) so. she keeps trying to look at him, and he's telling her how they have a lot to talk about, and he doesn't want her to look yet. Um, and then eventually, he lets her turn around. And uh, while, like, we get this kind of like montage, she starts to turn. We cut to the cops, like finding out where you know Karen is. She turns. She screams. You know, uh, something is going on. We can't see Eddie because we're we're being like uh, blinded by the projector light.
2: And, and oh my ends- God, the porn oh, proprietor. I knew I shouldn't have let that broad back there. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because
0: she comes storming out of the the buddy booth and we hear like growling and the cops, you know, they had just come in, they were talking to the the the, the dirt merchant. <laughs> 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 they were talking to him and they turn and the young cop shoots. Now we still don't see Eddie at this point. We just see blood hit the wall. You know, we see like the the porn lights <laughs> from the projector. And then everyone looks like, oh crap, he's dead. Like the old cop looks like this is gonna be a lot of paperwork. But I I love it because yeah, that's when the 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 dirt merchant's like, damn it, I knew I shouldn't have let that broad back here. <laughs> and it's like he's not worried about like the fact that someone was just murdered in his store. <laughs> it's just, damn it, when women come around, problems happen.
2: Exactly. <laughs> And then Karen mysteriously doesn't remember anything.
0: Yeah. She like blacks it all out. Cause yeah. Cause now we get this whole sequence. It's like a media circus at the porn store uh, while Karen is being let out by Bill. And like. <laughs>
2: she... The smut peddler's like, see this broad came in. I knew I shouldn't have let her back there. <laughs>
0: and like, she's completely in shock. And then we get like this, this whole sequence, like several things happen in a row where we see Karen is having nightmares about the event. Um, We see Chris and Terry, the two other reporters, investigating Eddie's apartment. And now this this part of thing is really cool because they go in and we see all those sketches of like werewolves and and, like it's a lot of cool artwork on the wall. But uh, they're covered in beautiful
2: and then a beautiful like scenescape, a landscape.
0: And he also has a bunch of newspaper clippings of the murders. So there's like all the, the murders are up on the wall. Then we got the the werewolves and <laughs> one drawing that looks like the Geico caveman, um, <laughs> <laughs> yep. which correct me up. And we, we get the rec- requisite animal jump scare. But since this is a werewolf movie, it wasn't a cat. We get the dog jump scare where a dog jumps up in the window and scares Terry. Um, eventually, they find a sketch of Karen. And then, yeah, they find the, the painting of the landscape. Now, they take photos of everything they see. And then we cut to, to Chris and Terry discussing this with Dr. Wagner, who waxes on and on about, <clears throat> about how it's not uncommon for killers to be talented in the arts. So basically he's like, oh yeah, that's that's a normal thing. These artists, they're all serial killers. I was like, wait, wait a second. I take umbrage with this.
1: Facts <laughs> <laughs> are find- facts.
0: Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we find out here that they want to do a special all about Eddie. We also find out that his last name was Quist as he signed his work. Um, And then we see uh, Karen and Bill attempting to have sex, but she has a vision of Eddie licking his lips and she shoves Chris off of her. She then apologizes profusely and tells him, you know, she's just not ready yet. And I did like that scene only because it wasn't like she was throwing her husband away and being like, oh, you get away from me. She panicked and then immediately realized, you know, she took it out on her husband. It was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like it felt realistic to me. That felt like a relation, an actual relationship, which makes sense since they were married.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: But uh, so and we cut. And she's
2: to... probably like, I should not be trying to have. No one should try to have sex with me
0: on camera yeah. ever. <laughs> I'm Dee Wallace. I, I'm yes. the mom from ET. <laughs> but we cut to uh, Karen getting ready to go back on the air, and give her eyewitness account of what actually happened the night with Eddie the Mangler. So they get her on on uh, on the air and she freezes. She has a vision of Eddie and can't continue. So now we cut to Karen talking to Wagner uh, about what little she can remember from the events and um, just like kind of fragments. And he recommends that her and Bill go up to his colony up north, basically a retreat with group therapy and exercises that should help her work through what happened. <laughs> I love this because we cut to them driving and we hear Bill go, I hope these people aren't too weird. Then we get a smash cut to Earl, old Earl, going yee-hoo! <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> that was such a great scene. But now we we get this little hoot nanny on the beach, like you mentioned, uh, where they're they're having a little barbecue, and and Karen and Chris meet the random members of the colony. All the hoedown. of yeah, <laughs> little hoedown down hoot nanny. It and it's funny, all of the, the colonists seem very strange, either like overly excited at newcomers or kind of standoffish, or just in the case of T C and, and uh what was her name, Marsha?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, they're they're just weird. Uh, one of the residents, Donna, comes up and takes Karen to show her around. This is also where Bill meets Marsha. Um <laughs> she looks like that really annoying hippie chick who would tell you about how using stones as deodorant helps you. Yep. You know, (laughs) and how washing your junk is actually poison. Yep.
2: Also, (laughs) I want to back up just for a second, because this is going to come into play at the end of the movie. Yes. And kind of in intermittently, Karen's boss at the studio is a fucking asshole. Oh, yeah. Like he is he's that women don't belong in the workplace.
0: And I I always forget that actor's name, but he's the he was the uncle in the um, It's a Good Life episode in the Twilight Zone, the movie, the guy who has to pull the rabbit out of the hat.
2: Yeah. Uh, Kevin McCarthy.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I can never remember that. He's he's he was all over movies in the 80s. <laughs> I can never remember his damn name. But um, yeah, no, he he will be a dick every time we we get a news uh, a news scene in the movie. But I love this because when Bill is talking to Marsha, he's like he tells her I'm looking for my wife and she just goes, Why? I'm like, okay, so we know right away that she's going to be a problem. Um, We also get a scene here where they offer Bill some meat, and he points out that he doesn't eat meat. He mentions this several times in the movie, which, of course, is going to become a plot point later. So now we get a a quick moment of the old man, Earl, um, commenting to to no one that he can't take it anymore. So he's just kind of sitting there talking to himself saying, I can't take it anymore. Did he say something like, my teeth gone bad? My teeth
2: gone bad. Just let me burn. Let me yeah. burn. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, that Earl, always a party pooper."
0: Yep. But <laughs> we cut to to Wagner and Karen, uh, just kind of talking and walking along the beach. And um, <laughs> God, we see one of the residents, TC, and I just put AKA hillbilly teeth because he's got those fucking hillbilly teeth, and he's eyeballing Karen and licking his lips. So we know he's going to be a he- problem.
1: He's hillbilly up and down all on
0: the teeth.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he's the, he's the fur hippie, right? Yeah. Yeah. The fur <laughs> hippie hillbilly,
0: but Oof. he's got, he's got them janky. Like it looked like if you go into spirit Halloween store and you look at the teeth prosthetics and the one that says hillbilly teeth, that was his teeth.
2: Yeah. Like
0: <laughs> it was just straight up hillbilly teeth. But we then get this very cryptic scene where Marsha comes up to Wagner with a copy of his book And hands it to him saying, I don't want my brother reading it. Wagner tells her that he thought it could help him. And she says, haven't you done enough? And then stares angrily at Karen. Like, all right. Like, it makes sense later, but it's very strange here. And then uh, she walks away. And I love this because Wagner defend, or Donna calls her a bitch. And Wagner defends her being like, oh, we could all learn a great deal from Marsha. All of that natural energy. And then Donna looks at Karen and goes, she's an (laughs) infomaniac. It's like, oh, natural energy, you say? Yep. And then this is when Earl screams and everyone looks over and he's trying to burn himself in the fire. So they all pull him away. They assure him that, you know, things will look better in the morning. He shouldn't have had a drink, this, that, and the other. And they try to tell both Karen and Bill, like, oh, Earl's fine. He just gets a little eccentric when he drinks. (laughs)
2: Like, oh, yeah, he just tries to burn himself. Uh (laughs) Mm-hmm. You know how it is. Marsh is a pyromaniac, or no, a an nymphomaniac, and Earl is a pyromaniac. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, But so
0: later that night, we see uh, Karen having yet another another nightmare with images of Eddie in the porn store and Earl in the fire, and then she hears eerie howls in her dream. She wakes up to hear actual howls out in the woods. Now, I wrote this for you, Susie. She goes to look out the window, and it's wide open and they're on the first floor and there's no fucking screams. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I was like, that creepy little hillbilly could have just crawled right in that window with no problems.
2: He probably did.
0: With her little nightie on. <laughs> He's standing over licking his teeth. Oh. oh, so gross.
2: Trying to clean the meth out of it before he does his
0: <laughs> his thing. Before he gives her a big old smooch.
2: Yep. He doesn't want to
0: share. <laughs> She uh, she hears more howls and runs to wake up Bill, but the howling stops. So he, he looks around and looks at her like she's crazy. He's like, eh, it was someone's dog or the wind. And she's like, that wasn't a dog. He goes, eh, you were raised in L.A. The wildest thing you ever heard was Wolfman Jack. And he convinces her it's nothing and goes back to
1: bed.
2: Bum, bum, bum.
0: <laughs> so Karen stays up. She gets a fire going in the fireplace and outside, we get a POV shot of something approaching the cabin. She hears something and goes outside to take a look. She finds a strip of fabric hanging in the bushes. hears a cat yowl and rushes back inside. So <laughs> what was was someone fucking the cat? Like, was TC out there fucking the cat? What was going on? Uh, I, I went past him.
2: No bestiality. That's bad.
0: <laughs> Even if you
2: are a lycanthrope. But I'm like,
0: we never went back to what that strip of fabric was. They never explain it. Like, who who did that belong to? Like, what outfit was that torn from? Who was out there watching the cabin? They, they never come back to that. It drove me nuts. But,
2: Probably Marsha, Marsha, Marsha.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. So the next day, uh, Karen reported a noise. That, or, uh, Karen reported the noise, and they called the sheriff. Uh, this is where we meet Sam Newfield. He tells him it's nothing more than coyotes sniffing around the trash. <laughs> so it's like, eh, don't worry about it. It's nothing. So now we cut to uh, Terry and Chris talking to a coroner. They want to see Eddie's body. He brings them over to the body storage and opens the door to, to Eddie's little storage closet. Whatever. What, what do you call those things? The little storage lockers in a morgue?
2: I, I call it a morgue drawer. Say a that morgue ten drawer? Times fa- I think so. Say that <laughs> ten times fast.
0: Well, I do like... The the way this is filmed though, because we film it from inside the the morgue drawer. God, that is hard to say. Um, and we see the empty like shredded body bag, and we see uh, Terry and uh, Chris looking inside, and uh, Terry makes or uh, Chris makes a comment about, you know, him getting up and walking away on his own. And then this is when the the mortician looks in like, what the hell? And we see the the door has been completely like shredded on the inside. So something clearly busted out from the inside. So Eddie ain't done.
2: What in tarnation? (laughs) Dun, dun, dun.
0: Um, So, yeah. So now we cut to to Donna and Karen talking later that night. They hear strange mooing sounds. (laughs) And Karen asks, she goes, are there cows in this area? (laughs) And Donna's like, oh, old Charlie Barton has a few acres with a few cows. Then you know the cows sound scared. We hear more more mooing and that same cat yowl from the night before. So I think TC's chasing the cat again, and then uh,
1: or, or or trying to fuck it.
0: Well, that's the thing. He's, he's like, here, pussy, pussy, pussy. <laughs> <Ugh. laughs> but they uh, they go down to to find the the cows dead. Like they end up going over to the 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 little enclosure with the cows. And there's one that's clearly been slaughtered. Uh, they run into Charlie and Sam, who tell them that another cow was killed, like a little bit up the ridge, and they they think it's a coyote that did it. Um, now we cut to Bill and a bunch of the guys the next day going on a wolf hunt. I don't understand this because they say, or no, I'm sorry, they say it wasn't a coyote. What did it? It was no. Cinch. He
1: says, he said, hell, it's not a coyote. That's a cinch.
0: Hmm. It was something bigger. So yeah, so now they're 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 on a wolf hunt the next day. <clears throat> and T C is doing the tracking for him and I love it because the one guy's like, I swear to god, that boy's part bloodhound. And then we get the weird like <laughs> hillbilly music and we see TC tracking through the woods. Oh man. And then we, we cut to uh, another scene where Bill shoots his first rabbit and uh which will be important in a moment, but we get that like, <laughs> like it's deliverance music playing. It's <laughs> yep. what the fuck? It's like dueling banjos But uh, then we see Karen in a group therapy session She's going over the events of what happened with her uh, With her and Eddie And everyone else is trying to get her to remember Like, wh- you know, when you turned around What did you see? What did you see? And, you know, in the we see, like, images of her turning And then she panics and tells them she can't remember She can't see anything So now we cut to an occult bookstore Run by none other than old Dick <laughs> Miller <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm and we get and I know nuns. he. I, I know he has a different name in this movie but uh I still call him Dick M- Miller in the notes
2: Oh, oh yeah. his I name is Wal- like Wesley or something uh Walter Paisley
0: Yep and uh but yeah Dick Miller he's always Dick Miller and every time we- <laughs> he's in one of our movies Yep But I love it cuz we get the two nuns walk in and they see like the demon head on the on the shelf and they just start giggling <laughs> It's like all right.
2: Cause they're kind of young nuns too. Like maybe they're not fully committed yet. Yeah. Maybe or or... They, maybe nuns have a rumspringer. springer. <laughs> a nun springer. Yeah. A nun springer. <laughs> it would be uh, hilarious.
0: I, I feel like I want to see a movie about that now.
2: <laughs> oh, Oh, it should be, it should be a TLC original series. Nuns <laughs> gone wild nuns on the run
1: with a gun exactly well
0: they're 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 going wild so they might as well get a gun
1: it is uh maybe not when this comes out but it is dr seuss week this week (laughs) (laughs) that's true so we can rhyme
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh man so we see uh terry and chris are in the store looking for info on body snatching uh, so they're like, what kind of groups would, would be interested in stealing bodies? Like, they're thinking it's some kind of, like, cult thing. Um, instead, they end up getting a rundown on werewolves. Uh, that we find, like, they, what is it? With witches, witches warlocks, and... <laughs> and
1: witches, demons, what, but, I think?
0: Yeah, something like that. And they talk about, Witches, like, warlocks, and... And demons, I think. I yeah. think you're right. But yeah, they talk oh, about, my. like... my. <laughs>
1: exactly. That, this is the part where I was like, wow, this is like a Scooby-Doo episode.
0: Well, yeah, because they get so much information in in quick succession, and there's a lot of logic leaps taken here. Um, But, yeah, we find out, they they give us the lowdown on the werewolves in this movie about how they're shapeshifters that can change at will. No full moon needed. That's all Hollywood bullshit. Um, We also find out the only way to kill them is with silver bullets or fire. Uh, And they can regenerate and come back from the dead if you don't kill them right. And, of course, good old Dick Miller just happens to have silver bullets at the shop And he takes Mm. all major credit cards. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I I love this here because Chris seems to have that aha moment, like he's putting the pieces together, even though he doesn't believe just yet. So back at the colony, we see Bill talking to TC, who tells him that uh, he should take the rabbit to his sister, Marsha, and she'll cook it up for him. He tells, uh, you know, once again, oh, I don't like meat. And he goes, well, you know, killing something and not eating it's a sin. And Bill's like, oh, I never thought of it that way. So he reluctantly agrees and takes the rabbit to Marsha.
2: And then he finds out that Marsha wants his cottontail. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly.
2: <laughs> I, I mean,
1: it. It, is, it is a dick thing to do, it, to hunt and not eat. I mean. Oh, absolutely. No Someone's just killing it for sport, and I hate that.
0: Me too. Hunting for sport, I, I, I don't agree with at all. Hunting for for food, that's a whole different story. But I love how we cut to to him at Marsha's house, and she's cutting up the rabbit. She throws a little cottontail at him. And, like, she's still butchering the thing. And he's like, how long is this going to take? It's like, dude, don't be a dick. But so she washes her hands and then just tries to fucking hump his bones. Like, she gets on him and starts making out with him. And he don't push her away right away. He he waits a no. moment, like there's a few beats before he pushes her off of them, and then and rushes. Then he's like oh out.
1: shit, what am I doing? Yeah, like and he oh, pushes her away. E. He's like, I'm gonna. So mad?
2: He's, just, he's gonna walk in the cabin, and Dee Wallace is gonna be like, Why are you coming home five in the morning? Something's going on. Let me smell your dick. <laughs> oh no, that actually happens later in the movie. <laughs> it kind of does. <laughs>
0: anywho, so we cut back to Bill walking through the woods after dark. I'm like, how long did, like, how long was he at Marsha's house? Because when he left, it was still light out.
2: It's a very long walk. He had a lot to think about, Mike. <laughs> he must have. I, I want you to, I want you to think about what you almost did on your way home.
0: <laughs> He's just wandering around the woods. How am I going to tell E.T.'s mom what I did? <laughs> and... <laughs> So he hears this howling coming from somewhere nearby, and suddenly a werewolf jumps out and attacks him and rushes off. Bill staggers home, collapses on the porch. Karen, you know, comes out, sees him, and gets him to Dr. Wagner, who cleans his wound and gives him some, I'm assuming, rabies shots, because that, that didn't look pleasant. It was a big fucking needle. Um,
1: was it Kurt then- Wagner? What's that? Was it Kurt Wagner? I have no idea what you just said. Kurt Wagner Kurt
2: Wagner Kurt Wagner
1: Oh I was from like X-Men What? <laughs> I was so confused <laughs> You got to get you got to get caught up then I know right It's coming back it's coming back next year that's how he said it on the animated show
0: That's true good god I haven't seen the the cartoon since the 90s
1: I watch it all the time since it's on Disney Plus <laughs> <But> Yeah <laughs> that's that, that's how I mean. I'm sure it's the German way to say it, but that's that's how I r- always remember him saying it. Yeah, fuck, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man, I, I'm gonna have to rewatch that. But uh yeah, so so Karen tell uh, bleh, Karen tells him that she wants to go home, and Wagner advises against traveling at the moment, stating a bite like this can be serious. Now, let's examine this for a minute. Um. <laughs> I understand plot reasons, like why he's saying that. But why the fuck would you not be okay to travel because of a bite? Like, and if why it would
2: becomes you, infected?
0: How? But <laughs> you're you clearly can travel home in a day. <laughs> like they they went from the morning to the afternoon to arrive at the the frickin colony, and we that see true. We see Chris later arrive real fucking quick. And yeah, okay, he was speeding. But I'm sure if it's like a a full day's travel, he wasn't speeding that fast. (laughs) So I don't know. It just it felt weird. And then why did Karen and Bill believe it? Like, oh, yeah, I guess we better not travel. I I done got bit. (laughs) Like, that seems weird. Because you got (laughs) to listen
1: to doctor's orders.
0: Dr. Wagner.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's how you're going to say it.
0: (laughs) But we cut to Terry and Chris in bed watching the Wolfman while Terry looks <laughs> through through one of the books they got earlier. So they get that a phone always
2: call. Makes me Randy.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See, an old, old Larry was a uh, Talbot. Oh my god Talbot. Thank you. I was like, oh, my God, what's his last name? But uh, they get a phone call from Karen who explains everything that happened. And Terry agrees that she'll come up to the colony ASAP to be, you know, to be with Karen. And, uh, I love how she tells Chris, uh, she turns and tells Chris, Bill was bitten by a wolf, right? As the famous line plays, whoever is bitten by a werewolf and lives becomes a werewolf himself. It's like, <laughs> gets a little on the nose. Yep. <laughs> so the next day, Terry heads up to the colony and, uh, Karen fills in Terry on what was going on, what happened. And the fact that she su- suspects that, uh, the old uh, hippie Marsha is trying to put the moves on her husband. I
2: thought mm. you were going to say the old Hitler broad. <laughs> the old
0: Hitler, yes, the old Hitler broad.
1: The old I don't
2: why. I don't know why I thought you were going to say Hitler broad. <laughs> oh my god!
1: This this oh. Hitler don't lie.
2: <laughs> oh no. I'm on tonight, I know the Hitler don't lie. I'm trying to bite neck. <laughs>
0: This just took a weird turn. (laughs) Oh man, because now I'm picturing like it is
2: Masha. It's Masha. I picture like the
0: the self park version of Hitler, like with the flappy head, like (laughs) (laughs) dancing around to Shakira. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! So later that day, they're having a little picnic. And Terry realizes that she forgot Bill doesn't like meat. And apparently all she packed was
2: meat. Because <laughs> she's like, oh, Bill, <laughs> because, I'm sorry. <laughs> who the fuck does that? I'm just bringing meat. <laughs> Where's my meat? Well, she would
0: only bring meat. What? <laughs> <But, laughs> Because she's like, Oh, Bill, I'm sorry, I forgot you don't eat meat. And he's just got like a plate of pork chops and he's chowing down. He's like, Oh, that's fine. If I get hungry enough, I'll eat anything.
2: It's like, like a Flintstone mm. scene, right? <clears throat> like where they get like a Brontosaurus burger. It's like the giant piece of the of the dinosaur that they're eating.
0: Yep. And that's the he, thing. He, like, big old Brontosaurus he, chop. He
1: was tearing that pork chop up. Oh yeah. Mm, he, was, he was gonna nope. tear
2: something else up later.
1: <laughs> no utensils here, sure he was just digging in. <laughs> Well, from the looks of his back, he's the one that gets—he's the one that gets torn up later. This is true. Ooh, yep.
0: So that night, we see Karen and Bill in bed, and she tries to put the moves on him, but he turns her down, citing that his shots were too painful. And uh, she, you're ac- Dee
2: Wallace. We can't have sex. <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> she. I do like this because again, this this felt very like realistic. She accepted, you know, accepted that he wasn't in the mood, but also. You know, expressed that she was frustrated that they're they're not synced up, that they always want stuff at different or want something at different times, and I was like, yeah, I I I can understand that. Like, you know, it, that's that's realistic. But yep. she rolls she rolls over and goes to bed, and we get another nightmare montage. Uh, we see the forest, Eddie, the porn store, group therapy, TV cameras, and Bill laughing. So she wakes up to find Bill is gone, and she looks pissed. <laughs> so. <laughs>
2: Bill's <coughs> like, I uh, just didn't want to fuck you. <laughs> right,
0: I'm, I'm going to go fuck the dirty hippie that never watches her crotch <laughs> and uses stones for deodorant.
2: <laughs> Good grief.
0: <laughs> so we cut to Bill in the woods meeting up with Marsha. They get naked and we get the infamous werewolf fuck scene.
2: Which looks like... Oh my <laughs> God, why can't I think of what movie it is? Like in the... It, it kind of looks like at the very end of that scene, mm. like when in the new Candyman, how they're telling the different mythologies.
0: Oh, yeah. It's like, like they're almost like
2: shadow puppets. That, yes, that's what that reminds me of.
0: Honestly, the animation at the end reminds me of the. Was it the. Uh, I forget what they called it, but the evil bull monster in The Last Unicorn. <laughs> like it's yes. got that same animation. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I love this scene though, because <laughs> they're. So they start off fucking just fucking by the fire and they're rolling around and they're kind of getting a, a little like bestial, but not not changing yet. And then once the fangs pop, you just start hearing werewolves howl surrounding them. Like there's like the whole colony is just hiding in the bushes, jerking off or something. Yep. Like they're all just, because they all start hooting and hollering and it's we are it's, <laughs> He's throwing his voice then, because there's a lot of voices. <laughs> <laughs> Earl's leading the
2: pack. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing, because the Howls wake up Terry and she goes and records them because it's it's all the excited werewolves hooting and hollering. And then, you know, we, we pan back to the, the sex scene and we see them transforming and it's like, you know, they're all getting furry. They got those like weird looking yellow contact lenses in. And this is where uh Marcia claws Bill's back. So we get the, the the scratch marks on his back, and then we get the fully animated sex scene that we were talking about. Yep. The the, uh,
1: the cartoon version?
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the the uh, hentai, the hentai werewolf form.
1: <laughs> oh dear. Well, well, well you know you know what was said after the the, the deed was done, right? What's that? Finish him bestiality.
2: <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 oh, no.
0: I, I, I feel like somewhere in some dark corner of the Internet, there is a version of Mortal Kombat where the animalities are a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Not,
1: not to uh, diverge, but remember back in the day when we were younger and there's always the rumors at the more games that came out, the, like there was rumors like, Oh, there's going to be a code in the next game where all the girls are naked. Oh yeah. There's a, there's a code where they, you know, you remember people talking about that? It's like, yep. that's, that's not going to happen.
0: There <laughs> was in so many video games in the early nineties that there was, there was always a nude code or some kind of rumor of that. It was, it was always mm-hmm. involving nudity. Like, and now, and granted, some video games did actually put it in. Like, there was, I want to say it was called Tattoo Fighters. It was a horrible, horrible, low budget video game, but they basically ripped off Mortal Kombat, but they put like 50 something fatalities per character. And there was like a fartality where you'd fart on the person to death, there was a oh, nude-ality where you would steal their clothes. Like, it was utterly ridiculous and banned all over the place, but it did exist. Um, <laughs> But I remember specifically the Tomb Raider one, how everyone was like, oh, yeah, in Tomb Raider, you can make Laura Croft's top come off if you do this one special thing. And I remember being at a sleepover at my friend's house. And he <laughs> spent like four hours <laughs> trying to prove that it was real. <laughs> and me and his brother were teasing. We're like, dude, it's not going to work. How,
1: how far did he get?
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing, because it was apparently this whole thing where you had to it was a certain stage and you had to like position the character in a certain way and do like a backflip off of this thing and like land in the right spot. It was this overly convoluted thing. And <clears throat> I just remember me and his brother sitting there eating Doritos, watching TV while he was playing PlayStation, <laughs> trying to get this to work. And oh my God, it was just, yeah, I, that was a thing in the nineties for anyone who's too young. Kids, Kids didn't have ready access to porn, so they just really tried with their video games.
2: They really wanted pixelated titties.
1: Or they
0: start rumors saying,
2: there's going to be nudity in the next Mortal
1: Kombat.
0: Yep. (laughs) Oh, it's ridiculous. But uh, so we cut to we cut to the next morning. Uh, We see Terry down by the water, sketching and listening back to the werewolf tape. Um, then we see Bill coming back to the cabin and sees Karen sleeping. He looks ashamed, now, and I do like the fact that they they had him look like that. Like he, even though he's at this point he's clearly not human anymore, he still actually looked like he cared for his wife. Then we cut back to Terry as she's you know packing everything up and walking away. She looks back at the water and realizes she recognizes it. She pulls the photos out from Eddie's apartment out of her bag. And sees the painting of the water. And it's the same shot. So she realizes Eddie was here. So she walks back through the woods. And hears a whispering voice calling out her name. So she goes okay. to investi- investigate.
2: Yeah. Okay. Bitch, when a disembodied voice calls your name. Don't go, Terry.
0: Thank you. <laughs> I, I actually have in quotations. Some real white people shit. Seriously. Because <laughs> it's like. No, come on. like You're in the woods. A voice is like Terry. My mind would have immediately went, "Fucking Freddy Krueger's out here! I'm gone. <laughs> I would have ran."
2: <laughs> but Terry,
1: you <laughs> bitch.
2: Terry, I am your father. <laughs> you bitch.
0: <laughs> but I love this. She starts walking around like, "Oh,
1: hello," <laughs> and we we Yoo-hoo! see. We what, see like werewolf Mrs., like Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> Hello,
0: <laughs> I love the disembodied werewolf feet. We just see the the little feet like following behind her. <laughs> she ends up at Marcia's house out in the woods, and in spite of it looking like a cannibal hillbilly <laughs> home, she just lets herself <laughs> in, like Avon calling, you know, just walks right in. Yeah, that's how those reporters are oh my god i was like fuck like you are ignoring every sign disembodied voice cannibal hillbilly house in the woods get the fuck out
1: dead animals hanging <laughs> hanging all over the house
2: right it seriously looks like where Leatherface lives it really does it's crazy which after we finish this episode we have to have a chat
0: oh yeah absolutely So she then starts poking around the house, like, touching and sniffing things. I like how she picked stuff up and sniffed it. She wanted to
2: know if it was fresh or not. I'm
0: like, Marsha lives there. Nothing in that house smells good. There's (laughs) no way.
2: Smells like dirty (laughs) Famunda. Right.
0: But she, she sees some art on the wall, and, like, very similar to what she found in Eddie's apartment. And then she sees a sticker, the little smiley face sticker, on a door. So she goes in, opens up the door and she finds it's just like Eddie's apartment. There's the newspaper clippings, there's drawings all over the walls, there's animal bones hanging everywhere. And then suddenly the closet door begins to rattle like something is trying to get out and it starts growling. So she does the first smart thing, it, like in the last like 5 minutes of the movie, this is the first time she does smart thing. She slams the door and beats feet. She's like, "I'm out." She <laughs> didn't she didn't wait to see what was coming through the door.
2: I don't need any Avon, thank you. <laughs> right.
0: But now, instead of running out the front door, she just tries to get the window open. Like the front door was wide open. you 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 came in. remember? Like, why are you now trying to jump out the window? <laughs> so the door starts breaking down. We see there is a werewolf coming for her. She jumps out the window just in time. Gra- she lands <laughs> She lands by uh, like a a wood pile where there's a hatchet. She grabs the hatchet and like hides behind the wood pile. Cause suddenly, a werewolf busts through the wall behind her, grabbing her and clawing at her. So now she's gonna get infected. Uh, she struggles, you know, struggles free and chops the arm off at the elbow of the the werewolf grabbing her. Uh, the but werewolf... I love
2: it because it's still wiggle, wiggle,
0: wiggle. Yeah, well, I like it because the werewolf howls and retreats, but she watches in horror as the arm bubbles. It like it deflates and then reinflates as a human arm. <laughs> Like, that was very. That was a very strange transformation. Agreed. And so she runs off in the or runs off, you know, trying to get away. And she makes it to Doctor Wagner's office. She calls Chris to tell him what happened. Now we cut to to Karen waking up from yet another nightmare. She tells Bill that this time he was in it. You know, she watches as he's getting dressed. He's like, "Oh, you know, you're you're really getting paranoid." And she sees the scratches on his back from the sexy wolf scene. <laughs> she asks him how he got those and he lies and says, oh, well, that must have been from the other night when I was attacked. She goes, those weren't then, there the other night.
2: <laughs> then she goes, Marsha walking around here like a bitch in heat and then he, oh, I, I wrote it down. I go, he oh, no, you didn't her. go. Oh, no, you didn't hit her. Oh. Yeah.
0: He fucking backhanded her like hard. <laughs> and then he's always, he's like, oh, and he reaches out for her. She's like, don't fucking touch me. I was like, oh, shit, you're in trouble. E.T.'s mom is going to kill you. Yep. But, uh, yeah, simpler times. It's, it's, we saw this a lot in these types of movies. Like, listen here, you dizzy dame, your gun gun went
2: hysterical. And they just slap him. Like, no. <laughs> but nobody <laughs> gave her a vibrator for the hysteria.
0: <laughs> no, not at all. Well, she was trying the other night, but he wasn't interested. He, wa- he wanted that wolf snooch.
2: Oh, my God, Wolf Snooch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God.
0: So Karen gets pissed and tells him to leave her alone. She tells him she's going to get Terry and call Chris and have him come pick the both of them up. Then we cut back to Terry, uh, Terry explaining to Chris how she thinks that Dr. Wagner is involved in all of this. He tells her to check the doc's file cabinet and see if there's anything on any of the patients with the last name Quist. So, you know, maybe he is involved. So she checks through, and sure enough, there's Marcia Quist, TC Quist, and boom, we find Eddie Quist. Right as she finds Eddie's file, I love this, a fucking werewolf hand just reaches down into frame and grabs the file out of her hand. (laughs) And there's a fucking- Like, nope, HIPAA, HIPAA. How did she not see the eight-foot fucking Chewbacca standing next to the filing cabinet? (laughs) Like,
2: how did she miss that? Maybe he was He's, standing so perfectly still that he was invisible to the naked eye and he had his eyes closed.
1: <laughs> Apparently, uh, Eddie also has the superpower of invisibility. Yep. All right, Mike. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, but remember the first episode of Transformers where Soundwave transforms into, like, a light post? <laughs> yes! <laughs> I <don't know>. Remember? <laughs> so- so the
0: shapeshifters can turn into a file cabinet.
2: He, as well. he, yes.
1: <laughs> since since you can shapeshift, you, hey, there's more than more than me. See, in this one.
2: Baron pumps.
1: <laughs> oh my god! Now I'm just picturing the werewolf being like, for, form of a
0: cabinet. Whoop! And just changing into a cabinet.
2: <laughs> oh. oh my god! Does the like I dream of genie? Like slaps the forearms together and like (laughs) nods their head real quick.
0: But we Mm. see how he transforms later. So it would have taken him 25 minutes to turn.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he was turning as he was running. Because we don't know how far away the doctor's office was. So he kind of just like, you know how in cartoons, like when Scooby and Shaggy would hide in the filing (laughs) cabinet, it would like wobble on side by side. Right. That's how he got in the doctor's office and just stood there very still.
0: <laughs> oh, but I love her reaction. Like, because he just plucks the file out of her head and she just looks up like, oh, fuck. He <laughs> takes a swipe at her. She falls behind some, like, falls behind a desk and, like, starts hiding behind equipment. And Chris hears all the commotion, like, on the phone. hears Terry screaming. hears the snarling. So he calls the local sheriff. He calls, ca- calls good old Sam. And uh, I love this. While he's on the phone, we see Sam on the phone with Chris and there's prominently featured on his desk, a can of wolf brand chili. (laughs) Yep. I was like, yeah, that's fun. But he assures Chris that he'll get the state troopers on the scene and that he's sure Terry's fine. And we cut back to Terry being killed by a werewolf. Yep, she's fine. He like threw her into a gurney. (laughs) But then he picks her up by the face. (laughs) Yep. Oh man. So we cut to Chris getting silver bullets from old Dick Miller. And then oh uh, and then we cut over to Karen find
2: <laughs> I'm sorry I'm thinking, <clears throat> I'm thinking if he just like hands him a 10 and a 20 and he's like here and old tricky dick's like, hey there, I don't I don't know how much I should be charging you for those. And he's like Bill. And Chris me. is like, Bill me. <laughs> I gotta get to the colony, you see?
0: and then we we cut from that to karen finding dead terry in dr wagner's office (laughs) and i'm like she reacts really (laughs) fucking calmly all things considered yep and then she hears a werewolf howling and that's when she panics so she backs up you know away for uh away from the door and into the gurney and we see a uh, body under a sheet on the gurney then the body sits up and surprise surprise it's eddie so he corners Karen, telling her that he trusted her, that he wanted to give her a piece of his mind. <laughs> he pulls a bullet out of his head. <laughs> like, at first I thought it was a brain piece. I'm like, did he did he just <laughs> pull out a chunk of brain? Did he lobotomize himself?
1: He sure did.
0: I had to rewind it and be like, oh, wait, no, that's a shattered bullet. Okay. <laughs> it's like, that didn't make sense. But... We get the absolutely longest transformation sequence ever. Like it just goes on and on. And again, I'm a sucker it's, for practical effects, but this is too long.
2: <laughs> it's still happening. Yeah. <laughs> I cleaned my whole damn house while I was watching just that part. Well, this
0: is something we talk about a lot uh, where, where sometimes less is more. Like we talked about this a lot in the Jaws episode. Where that entire movie, you only see the shark for like a little over a minute in the entire runtime of that film. And Jaws is terrifying because of it. So sometimes seeing less really creates that that sense of fear. And I feel like th- this is done masterfully in American Werewolf in London, which we'll get to. But the transformation sequence in that is only what you need to see. It doesn't indulge. It's like, yeah, we understand there's a lot of cool shit you can do with the effects. But it doesn't overindulge. It just shows us what we need to see. And it's fucking effective as hell. This, it's like, it starts off, oh, wow, that's really cool. That's creepy. What's happening there? And then it's like, all right, he's, he's still blowing bubbles with his forehead. Uh, okay. Oh, look, ears are growing out of his scalp.
2: <laughs> like, it's oh, just... his eyes look a little funny.
0: <laughs> Why is he smiling at me like that? <laughs> like, it's
2: just, there were
0: so many weird moments to this transformation scene. And I love it. Karen doesn't move. She waits. She's polite. She waits for the entire thing to be over. She, she just sits there holding her hand up like, oh, no. Okay.
2: She just, ran to look for help uh. and got back before he was even done. So she was just like, I'll just stand the way I was.
0: <laughs> but I love it because she once he turns into a full werewolf, she reaches behind her for the requisite jar of acid that is in every medical office in any 80s movie ever. Yep, and she
2: not a lab. Up. It's no. like what do you what do you go to a doctor's office for? And you would need like, all right, looks like you got ghosts. We're gonna pour some acid in your ear. Yeah, we got this handy dandy sulfuric acid here. Like what?
0: But I love it the way she flings it on him because she first of all she's holding it with both hands, and she just kind of like flings the liquid out. It goes. Uh. Yep it splashes him in the face and just starts smoking. So he freaks out. She takes off running. Now, Karen gets to her car, and Charlie Barton and Jerry Warren stop her at gunpoint and tell her, we've been waiting for you. So they take her to a barn where the rest of the colony is waiting. Uh, This is including Doc, along with Terry's dead body laid out on an altar. So they explain to her how they, they plan to turn her, that it's a gift, and Donna tells Karen that the Doc knows how to control it, how to channel their energy. The others get annoyed with that, and the scene kind of turns into a mutiny. They get pissed at Doc for making them live with the humans and eat cattle. They want to run wild, and the humans are supposed to be their cattle. And now this is where Marsha kind of takes over, so she takes charge. We also see here that TC was the one that got attacked by Terry because we mm-hmm. see his arm growing back. He's like, look what your friend did
2: to my arm. <laughs>
0: look, I also want to point out...
2: Sorry. how funny it is to me that the one who was going on about the old times was Earl. So get off my lawn! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Back in my day, us werewolves had a brother. <laughs> so, but we see Chris arriving at the colony with a rifle. Now, I'm sorry, one thing I skipped. During the transformation scene and all that, there's just Chris weaving in and out of traffic, stopping and getting gas and getting into an argument with some random dude. And then back on the road driving again. Like those were completely unnecessary scenes to have in the movie, but
2: they were there. (laughs) They needed to make it to an even hour and 30 minutes.
0: Right. (laughs) So we, uh, we see Chris arrive at the colony with the rifle and he heads right to doc's office. Terry's recorder is playing and we hear the interview with Wagner, then the howls from the woods, and then her being attacked by Eddie. Suddenly Eddie smashes through the door, takes Chris, Chris's rifle out of his hands And we see that he's missing half of his face from the acid. Now, I will say, in spite of me mocking the overindulgent special effects of the last scene, that was a fucking cool makeup effect. Like with his like we see part of his skull and his hollow eye socket. That looked really fucking cool. So the two have a bit of a back and forth here where Eddie taunts him and hands him back his rifle, mocking Chris, saying that it won't do anything. He goes, think of it as a gift. Go ahead. Shoot me. And then Eddie begins to transform again. And Chris doesn't wait the 20 minutes. He just shoots him with a silver bullet, dropping him. (laughs) And the dogs out of the
2: crate now, they're all werewolves. Yep. Including Bill.
0: Yep. We cut back to the barn and the werewolves decide they're going to kill Karen and make it look like an accident because she's too high profile. You know, that, that, you know she she's a reporter, they can't just, you know, kill her or turn, her, make her disappear. Yeah. So they have to make it look like an accident. And I love it. They're going to put her and Terry and Karen's car and pour gasoline on it and light it on fire. I'm like, that sounds more like arson than an accident. <laughs> like, yep. I don't think people are going to be like, oh, well, see what happened here is they careened off the road and the car exploded into a fireball. Like
2: right in what? this field. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> So Chris shows up. The werewolves mock him, telling him that his gun won't do any good. And TC begins to transform and come at him. Chris shoots him and drops him. And I I love this shot. Because we see all the other werewolves, like, look down at TC's body in unison and then back up at Chris. It was so fucking Scooby-Doo. It was... Oh, yeah. It, it, it really was an animated moment. It was hilarious. But... Chris tells him they're silver bullets and to back off, Jerry calls bullshit. So Chris shoots him too. He's like, bullshit. Those aren't silver bullets. So Chris is like, Oh yeah. Boom. Is Jerry blind? Like, does he not <laughs> see
2: what just happened? And then Jerry's <laughs> like, fuck. And he dies.
0: And I love it. Cause all the werewolves look completely shocked. They're like, oh, okay. And then Wagner comes forward. Yeah, Chris begs him not to. He's like, don't come any closer. And Wagner says, my God, they are real. And he keeps walking at Chris till Chris shoots him. Wagner falls over and says, thank God. Now, this is one of the things I wanted to bring up. You, You had mentioned the whole reporter thing, how it was stupid to bring her up there. I'm wondering if Wagner did that on purpose because he wanted to end it.
2: That's a good point.
0: So, I mean, I don't know if they if, you know, that was even thought of by the writers or just kind of serendipitous happenstance. But, you know. I was like, "Eh, I don't know. Wagner definitely did. He did want to get out. But here's a little side note that I find funny. In Wax work, he gets killed by a werewolf. So (laughs) His character. And it's actually one of my favorite decapitations ever in a movie. Because he he plays this character in a wheelchair. And this werewolf comes up behind him and grabs his head. And he just goes, oh my goodness! And his head comes off. Yep. (laughs) I fucking love it. It's so good. But... So the others start to bare their teeth and look pissed after seeing Wagner get shot. Chris and Karen kind of force them back into the barn and they they uh, they bar the door. So they lock them in and then they start to pour gasoline on the building and they light it up. And I love I love the shocked looks of the werewolves because they're all like in that awkward half transformation sequence. So they got like bubble face mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're looking around like, oh, what's happening? So they begin to break out, and Chris and Karen, you know, run to his car. One of the wolves rips, whip, uh, rips through the roof. God, that was hard for me to say. Uh, rips through the roof, and uh, the car, be- and, and then begins breaking into the car through the windshield. So they shoot his ass and take off. <laughs> Drive, <laughs> driving down the road. Up ahead, they see Sam blocking it. They slow down. He bares his teeth, and oh, oh, Slim Pickens is a werewolf too. So he begins. <laughs> He begins shooting at the car. And Chris jumps out like a fucking cowboy and shoots him. And then he goes, I smell gasoline. Get away from the car. And it fucking has this huge Hollywood explosion.
1: Yeah, an explosion with no ignition. Typical 80s movie. Right.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Where I was laughing. So no hard. igniter.
1: There was nothing that could have started that car on fire. Nope. Well, I mean, it's the like guns, they can... yeah, but they, they weren't, the gun wasn't shot at. Right. The well, that's the thing. But, well,
0: no, no. Slim Pickens did hit the car a couple of times because that you see like the car, uh, the tire deflates on the on the passenger side. And like there was a couple patings how so, like it hit the car. Yeah, but, but
1: nothing that would make it explode.
0: Exactly. That's the point. It's like, OK, yeah. Even if he nicked the gas tank, where what was going to light the gas on fire? Like the bullet already passed. Like they didn't shoot yeah. it again. <laughs> so it's like, what the fuck? But. They get into the cop car and they try to get it started as werewolf Muppets attack the car from all sides. <laughs> Those were clearly fucking Muppets. I loved it.
2: It was something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they, they, you know, they shoot one of the Muppets and they get the car going and they take off right as one busts through the back window and bites Karen. She shoots it. They look in the back seat and see that it was Bill that attacked her. So he's Bill's dead. And Karen tells Chris, we have to warn people, Chris, we have to make them believe. So now we get as they're driving away, we see claymation werewolves howling as Chris and Karen escape. Now we transition back to the city. We see Karen getting ready to go on the air once more. Chris this tells is her
2: so fucking dumb. Oh, God. Like, I both love it and hate it. <laughs> yes, that's a better, better way to explain it.
0: He, he tells her, I'm not sure I can go through with this. And she's like, you have to. So we cut to Karen getting on the news with the other anchors. And one of them is telling the viewers about the fire burning out of control up the coast that started at the colony and many were found dead. They cue Karen, who is an eyewitness, who has an eyewitness report of the fire. She begins addressing the audience and then goes on to tell them all about a secret society living amongst them. Neither man nor beast, but something in between. And I love it the whole time this is going on. Um, the station manager, whatever, he's like, "Ah, oh, she's gone batty. Get away from her. <laughs> you'll catch life. her you'll
2: get you'll get the baddie touch
0: right and the one anchor is like trying to call for help <laughs> you know, it's like they're all kind of freaking out and then uh you know she says i know you don't believe me so i'll have to show you and she begins transforming into a were poodle
2: <laughs> <Like, laughs> i know she turned into like <laughs> into like a, a little irish terrier
1: yeah I, I don't know what the hell happened there.
0: She she looked like a cross between an Ewok and Chewbacca. It was really weird. (laughs) But we get this montage of people watching the news, and we see like the little kids that are like watching the howling and screaming, and the mom goes, "What are you watching?" And they're like, "The news." (laughs) The news (laughs) lady's turned into a werewolf. I love. We see we see Dick Miller, and he's like, "Ah, shit!" Like he just looks like not this again. And then it goes to the
2: bar.
0: Yep. Well, first, it uh, uh, we, we see she, she fully changes. Chris comes out with the gun. We see the tear in her eye. He raises it, shoots her. And then the station quickly changes feeds to a dog food commercial.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> and then we pan out, yeah, to the, to the bar flies watching TV, discussing on how silly that was. And I love it because the one guy, he just goes, that wasn't fake. That was real. She turned into a damn werewolf and they shot her. He goes, that's crazy. He goes, just because, or he goes, you're plastered. He goes, doesn't mean it isn't true. (laughs) And
2: then then Marsha survives and she orders a burger rare.
0: Yep. Because we pan down to the end and it's like, hey, buddy, uh cheesesteak for me. And what do you, what do you, what do you want, sweetheart? And she's like a burger. And he goes, how do you want that cook? Rare. And so credits. And then. We get the credits rolling as we watch the hamburger being cooked, because for some reason they felt that was an interesting thing to linger on Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) while we
0: watch the credits. And then after the credits, we get the the scene from The Wolfman with the old gypsy telling Larry, you go now and heaven help you. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Oh, I mean, it's a fun enough movie, but there's there's so many better werewolf movies, in my opinion.
2: Agreed. Mm-hmm.
0: but uh, not a whole hell of a lot of trivia here. Um, Rick Baker was apparently supposed to do the, the special effects for this, but he left to do the effects for American werewolf in London. So no. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. yeah, but uh, Rob Bottin did the effects for this. And I mean, he, come on, he did the thing. So it's like, yeah. I, I don't know if it was a budgetary thing or a time thing, because we know the man can do some great effects.
2: Mm-hmm. But uh
0: apparently Robert Picardo improvised the line of, I want to give you a piece of my mind. And then, you know, went to go pull something out of the bullet hole. So that's where they were like, all right, put a, put a shattered bullet in there. (laughs) And Dick Miller is cited as saying, this is his favorite of all of his movies, which is like, wow, dude, really over, over gremlins over. Yeah. Right. Like, Come on. I mean, chopping mall is better than this, (laughs) but, um, there's a few things like the, the the corner in the corner scene, uh he's telling a story about a case uh, of a person named Stuart Walker Walker. Stuart Walker was the director of Werewolf in London from 1935, which is the first Hollywood werewolf movie of the sound era. So I thought that was kind of neat. Little, little there's a lot of werewolf um Easter eggs throughout this movie. Like there's yeah. pictures of Lon Chaney, um, you know, and I want to say it was in Eddie's, it was either Eddie's apartment or Wagner's office, I can't remember which. But and then we get stuff like there was the um the 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 Big Bad Wolf cartoon that Chris was watching. You know, there's there's always mm-hmm. some werewolf related thing in the background. But overall, I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't tell people not to watch this film, but I also wouldn't go out of my go out of my way to tell people if you're looking for a good werewolf movie to watch this. I mean, Agreed. my my go-to is American Werewolf in London or, or Ginger Snaps. If people are like, "Oh, what's Ginger, ginger? Snaps America. for me," yeah. See, I like the comedy of American Werewolf in London. Like, it's so fucking funny, and I I don't know. Like, I love that along with the special effects. And uh, I mean, Ginger Snaps is just a fucking great story. All three of them are great stories. Uh, even even the the prequel slash third entry, um, which is kind of a reimagining of the franchise. Even that was a really good movie. So I wish they would have done more with those. But uh, yeah, so anyone have any any last thoughts on The Howling or its storied franchise?
2: <laughs> nope. I'm, I'm good, thank you.
0: There's one, I don't know if it was part four. One of them is like, where marsupials? <laughs> it's like in Australia. Oh Lord. I, I just, yeah, I remember watching it as like god a young teenager and thinking this is the dumbest fucking movie and i haven't watched <laughs> it since so maybe i maybe i'll go down the rabbit hole of watching the the rest of the howling franchise over the next like month or so but man i tell you this uh th- this movie didn't feel like it needed a sequel but it got many and apparently a remake which i never saw so
2: i've never seen the remake either
0: <laughs> but Uh, For those of you not following us on social media, we are the Boogeyman's Closet on both Facebook and Instagram. Maurice handles our Twitter. And what is that good, sir? At Boogeyman's The. Thank you very much. We do have a Patreon. It's $3 a month at Boogeyman's Closet at Patreon. Uh, $3 a month for all of our unedited episodes as well as an exclusive episode every month. Uh, Anything higher than that will get you art in the mail and some really cool uh, chances to pick movies and birthday picks and stuff like that. We have a couple fun ones coming up uh, in the near future from some of our patrons. Um, But uh, we are also part of the Rad Pantheon group. If you guys are not following Rad Pantheon, check it out on all the socials. Uh, you can find more podcasts like this one, some amazing artists, some great musicians. It's just basically a really cool art collective of some really awesome people that you should be paying attention to. So go check out RadPantheon.com. Um, it's pretty
1: It's pretty rad.
0: It is. It's, it's very rad. <laughs> um, our next episode will be episode 134, An American Werewolf in London. So for those of you that like to watch the films before we cover them, That's what we're doing next. So we're going from uh, the B werewolf movie from 1981 to the A werewolf movie from 1981. So I I I think that next week we're going to enjoy ourselves a little bit more. But uh, anyone have any final thoughts on this? Any last minute things? No, thank you. Nope. All righty, guys. Well, then with that, we're going to wrap it up. So as always, this is Mike saying goodbye. See ya. Oh!